want to go live on video but are a bit unsure where to start? Or maybe you already go live a lot but you are scared to sell. Download for free the Live Authentic Storytelling Guide, Six Steps to Infuse Storytelling into Your Live Videos. You'll get practical structure to help you convert your audience from raving fans to loyal customers. Go to www.livestorytellingguide.com and get your free guide today. On today's episode of the podcast, you get to meet my student, my friend, Sabine Stritska. And we talk about learning to slow down, tuning into creativity, which you all know is a favorite of mine to shift your energy, listening to your body, because Sabine has had several, a series really, of wake-up calls when she wasn't listening to her body, following your passions and living your dreams. Who doesn't want to follow their passions and living their dreams? And that's exactly what Sabine does. This is a sweet episode with a super sweet, amazing human being that I adore, and I can't wait to share it with you. This is the Creative Soulpreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Demas. Let's go. Okay, everyone. Welcome back to the show. I have a special guest today, a friend, a student, a love bug, one of the biggest hearts that I know. Sabine, welcome to the show. Thank you, Nick. <laughs> we met through our mutual friend, Spring. Spring said to me, you have to meet Sabine. You just have to meet this human being. I don't know why. I don't know why exactly, but I. But you have to meet. And I think she said the same thing to you. Yes, she did. And I listened to your podcast after she said that, and I fought in love with you just because of the podcast. <laughs> really? And here we are, now you're a guest on the podcast. <laughs> Just amazing. <laughs> yeah. I did not know that. And you came and you took a workshop. I remember that. Yes. And it was love at first sight. Yeah, it was the right thing in the right moment. You were just there. You popped into my life in the right moment because it was a moment of big changes also, but also how to really write a proper story. So that was really fantastic what I've learned with you. And I still use it. So Love it. So let's back up. Because, yes, you were at a point of change in your life, and I remember that very clearly. But for the audience who doesn't know you, let's back up the story to, <laughs> let's start at the very beginning. Very good place to start. Um, let's go back to something that I didn't find out until much later on. Yes. That your first career, well, first of all, you, you're from Germany. Let's let's say that, yes. right? Like people, yes. I'm from Germany. you're from yes. Germany which I spent some time in, in my twenties. And I loved, by the way, loved, 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 but you were your first career. You were working in fashion, the modeling industry. Explain. Yes. yes. Explain. So it, it really had started uh, when I was, I think 14 years old, I was in a roller skating discotheque, whatever you want to call it. It's very famous now again, I know, but at that time it was the eighties. So a photographer was in there finding me very attractive as a model. So that's how it all started off. 
So I became a model, let's say, for like younger people fashion. So, but I wasn't really tall enough to become a professional pro model, whatever. But I had an agency at that time. And that, I don't even remember the year. It must have been somehow in the beginning 80s. <laughs> so, and then um, that agency, actually, I was with, I started off like when I was 17, 18 years old as an agent for models. So for like female and male models. So I was just, they, they called it at that time booker. Mm. So I was a booker and um, yeah, it was just very, a very special job, very unique. I, at that time, Claudia Schiffer, no one knew Claudia Schiffer. We had Claudia Schiffer on the board as well. So it was a really, really great time. I had the 80s and 90s uh, being an agent for models. It was fantastic. So I ended up in Paris when I was 23, working for the most famous male model agency there. So I um, had a really fantastic time, as you can imagine. And then I went back to Germany and I worked in that business for like 17 years. So <laughs> there's hardly anyone working that long in that business usually. <laughs> yeah, usually that's a very short business. So the fact yeah. that you lasted that long is really interesting to me. What do you think contributed to your longevity there? I really love working with people. So I, I that's for sure. So I, I like the contact with people. I like, of course, fashion as well at that time. Very much I was young. I was fashion orientated. I had met so many great people, especially the male models. I, I was kind of more hooked to them than to the female I couldn't say why really exactly, but I, I really felt like so comfortable with it. So I stayed. So, yeah, that's actually like a long story short. I liked uh, doing what I did uh, with the clients, uh, talking to them as much as with a modeling job. And, and I found some models as well and started their careers off and everything. Yeah. And so what at what point did you say, OK, I'm done. This is no longer for me. Actually, it was a really sad thing. I had a lung embolia um, after I did several business trips. So obviously something was wrong after flying back or I don't know what. So I was falling off the chair, really. And the cleaning lady found me. It was just like last minute. And that was like a wake up call for me to say, okay, I have to change something. That business is really crazy. I work like 60 hours a, uh, a week. So it was it was my favorite job, but still it was too hard what I did. And then I just wasn't sure what to do. So I orientated myself. I was working in several other jobs until I again had some, I always get wake up calls because of my health. So my health is always telling me, all right, uh, for some reason she doesn't listen to to her heart. So we have to give her a lesson. So I got lessons. <laughs> you got a lot of hard lessons. Yeah. And I want to go back to the first one. Yeah, because this first lesson of falling off the chair, the cleaning person finding you, mm. realizing I'm doing 60 hours a week, I've got to change my life. Mm. Yes, that's scary. That was scary. And my son was four years old. So that was really scary. I He almost lost his mother. So that was really ridiculous. And so you had to have some bravery in order to make that shift. Because a lot of people put themselves to death, ultimately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a really hard time at that time. It took me like half year to really recover, but I never really, my lungs I had never, my one lung was collapsing. So I never really recovered 
proper the way I was before. So let's put it this way. I was very sportive at that time before, but I couldn't do sports anymore. It was just ridiculous. I, I couldn't do so many things and it was hard for me. I was like a energy bomb, let's put it this way. And I had to really slow down. I had to learn to slow down. And I had a really beautiful friend at that time. Uh, he had showed me meditation, uh, things like that. And I always got in touch with meditation and yoga, always again and again. But at that time, at that point, I really was like feeling that this is really something which helped me. So I already at that point, I started doing meditation. Yeah. But then life continued. So I felt better. Then I forgot about the meditation again. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it is when you're young. When you're young, you know, it's like a Band-Aid, right? You were like, oh, I'll put it on and then I'll take it off because I don't need it anymore, yeah. apparently. Yep. Right? Exactly. Yes. So then you got smacked a second time. Yes. And what was that smack? That was depression. So I was, how old was I? Like over 40. So my son was older. So I just, I found a beautiful man. That's my husband, my, my now husband. I found a beautiful man. And obviously, like my body had said, okay, now you can trust, you can lay, can lay back and relax. And I think that was a time for me to start looking back into the past and check what's going on what was going on why was I sick why did I get the depressions blah 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 so I did a lot of things so a lot of self self treatment um time for myself but also I was in a clinic I was going to a psychologist so I did all this kind of stuff yeah, yeah. hard time but definitely worth it so it was the change of my life finally <laughs> hey, finally but some people never never get there yeah. So bravo yeah. in terms of that. And what was your professional yeah. life at that point? What were you doing during that? Period? At that point, I was working for finances in my father's office. Um, he had a harbor shipping business. So I was working in the accounting. It wasn't really pleasing me. I was doing a good job there, but it wasn't really pleasing me. I'm a very creative person. My, cre my creativity was zero at that point. I'm... And we wonder why you were depressed. <laughs> of course, now I know. <laughs> but at that time, mm -mm, no chance, you know. Yeah. So I remembered meditation. I was doing already yoga then. I just started uh, my yoga teacher class. I became a yoga teacher myself. Um, so step by step, the puzzle went into a good picture. So. I ended up being a yoga teacher, Ayurveda therapist, and coach for people who are having the same problem like I had, like losing their creativity, um, not being in the right job, um, not very good in self-caring, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So that's what I ended up doing and very successful then, actually. <laughs> yeah, you became yeah. very successful in this field, yeah. particularly in, in your part of the world. You're like a superstar there. So, oh no! <laughs> pardon? No, I don't think so. You're like no, false modesty. <laughs> I see, I see the way people respond to you. And <laughs> when you decided to do all of that, what did your family think? Oh, they thought I'm crazy. They totally thought I'm crazy because I supposed to run the business of my father together with my sister. And of course, it was a big business, big money, blah, blah, blah. I didn't want to anymore. Number one, it was also like family business, I think is very difficult. Um, you lose contact to your family as a family. It's just only you only talk about business and it's not a family anymore. And you know what? 
I think it was the best decision, not only because of me taking care of myself, but also for our family. It had given our family such a great second chance, especially to my sister. So we have a great contact now. So it's so much better now being sisters and not partners in a business or whatever, you know, so I really like that so much better. It's unfortunate that we couldn't have worked it out as well. But on the other hand, I think it wasn't my job. So for sure not. Yeah. So, yeah. It wasn't for you. It wasn't for you, ultimately. No, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Because we have to live our dreams. Oh, yeah. I believe in that so, so much. I wouldn't be where I am now if I wouldn't go for my dreams. Mm, but that's a big story as well. <laughs> yeah. So you're now a <laughs> yoga teacher. You're an Ayurvedic practitioner. You're a superstar coach. Uh, and that's when you came to me. Yeah. That's when you found me. And you were at this place where you were like, I'm not sure this is exactly what I want to be doing, even though I'm incredibly successful. Yeah, it was right before Corona started off, right? I think yeah. so. Yeah. Right before COVID. And yeah, it was actually, I was very successful, but I was again at a point where I thought, I don't know what to say. Mm, I was happy with what I was doing, that's for sure. But I felt that there's something else. I was working again very, very much. So many hours a week, too much again. I felt my body is falling apart again. So so I really had to think of everything again as much as I really loved it to be with my clients and my friends there. But then COVID was really like the one who told me the story <laughs> because I had to close down everything like everybody else in that business. So I couldn't teach yoga anymore. I couldn't do massages anymore. Anything one by one wasn't possible. So I did Zoom, which I used to do already since several years for the coaching work, which was great. It was an advance for me. But I just had this huge house I bought together with my husband and uh, for doing what I was doing. And I thought, what for should we have this huge house if I'm not able to work in there anymore? Because in Germany, they really closed everything down. You couldn't work for months and months. And then I thought, what am I going to do? So I was really depressed about that. So not working, not able to work. Also thinking maybe there's something else because I was getting more and more into art. And um, yeah. I did pottery. <laughs> That's another big thing. Yeah, my my. It's so funny. I start something for myself and then it just continues also for my clients. So my clients ended up as well doing pottery with me and painting. everything. Oh, so it was like, there's a couple of things there. One is that you began to follow your passion, right? Yeah. And that's really what I was witnessing and encouraging is that you followed that your creativity and your passion, you light up. For those of you that obviously can't see her at this moment, her, her face just went to this huge smile when I mentioned that. <laughs> Such a huge, beautiful smile because you were leaning into what it is that lights you up, literally lights yeah. you up. Yeah. And that, that draws me, not anyone else, not for doing it for anyone else, just for myself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then what happens because you're so lit up, you draw people in, you're like the Pied Piper, <laughs> right? You draw people to, and they just begin following you. They're like, oh, I want yeah. more of what she's having. And you're you're giggling because it's true. (laughs) And it was so crazy. I mean, really, it was crazy. Someone gave me like this oven for doing pottery as a present. She said, I have it laying around, have it. So I just, all of this, I had all the space. So I did everything. So we did it in the garden because of COVID. We couldn't do it inside. So we did it in the garden. But still, I was at a point, I thought, 
I have to do really something for myself. Everything I start, I start for myself first, and then it just goes automatically into business. So this is really like, of course, everybody else would say, oh, you should be happy. It's great, you know, isn't it? <laughs> Making money, being happy, having clients, etc. Yes and no. So because my hobby became, again, a business. So it's like, mm. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I can relate to this because literally every hobby I've ever had has become a business. I can't think yeah. of one that has not. And part of that mm. is the, has been for me a, a surrender or acceptance to that's just who I am, right? Yes. That because I am the type of person who takes something on and then I master it and then I move on, that in my mastery, it's now time for me to pass, pass it back on, right? To pass it to others. And it's not a bad thing. It's just something I've had to realize about myself over time. Right. My father and I were having this conversation, Sabine. I think you'll really relate to this. He said to me, he said, I worked for a long time, a job I did not like, so I can now live. He said, so now I can yeah. live life. He said, but you live to work. You enjoy what you do and your hobbies yes. actually are your work. So never have to stop working. I relate to that 100%. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's what everybody should do in this world. And we would have peace, you know, so that's what I believe. (laughs) Peace and everybody would be having enough food on the table. So I think it it would change the world. So that's what I believe. It's abundant. When you're feeling abundant, when you're feeling filled, when you're feeling full, then you light up others to do the same, ultimately. Yes. So true. So, 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 so true. And it's just like, I had a coach long time before you and she said, you know, when your energy flows, it flows, people would come to you. So you don't even need to do advertising. I thought, yes, yes, sure. Blah, blah, blah. (laughs) But she was right. Yeah. It's true because if your light, your energy is flying, flowing, whatever you want to call it, it is like that because it's like here. I live in this little, little town now in Italy. So (laughs) I make a little jump. And uh, I started like painting here and like we have like a little, um, you call it Cecolo. It's like a little guest house. You can have food and everybody meets there. And it's just a little town of 120 people here. Okay. Above the Lago Maggiore. So very beautiful. And I started painting them. People came up there and just wanted to paint with me. So, so we started the paint club. So every Saturday I do the paint club here usually. So people come there. It starts there tourists are coming I'm doing it for free I say okay whatever so I just paint here so I do what I like doing but now I'm thinking yeah maybe it is really something I really have I have to do what I love to do and when people want to do it and share it with me fine I should you know give it up just being only my hobby so maybe it's just the way like you said you know we live our dreams so and then it just all goes however (laughs) you're a natural born teacher so of course you're drawing people in. I love that you're in a ton of, I didn't realize it was 120 people. I didn't realize it was that small. Yeah, it's like the town I'm living in. I mean, no, it's not actually true. It's a part of a town. It's the Lago Maggiore is like a huge lake, huge and very beautiful. They're doing a lot of advertisement uh, for fashion, of course, as well on the lake. <laughs> Here we go again. You can run, but you cannot hide from fashion. <laughs> anyhow um so this little it's a part of the town the main town down on the lake which was called the banyas but it's so beautiful it's like have you read the books asterix and obelix i don't know <laughs> the comic when no. you were a child 
No. Uh, okay, Astrid it's, it's very famous in, in Europe. Anyhow, it's like a little wild town, and, and this is how it is here. It's beautiful people here, it's so beautiful. I can't even explain. It's like a huge family. They, we have searched for houses here, and we just found this tiny house. We have a tiny house now. We really wanted to have the opposite. So we found this tiny house here, and we're so in love with that little, little tiny town with all these beautiful people here. And the story goes on because... <laughs> People would just walk up with to me and talk to me, you know, like because yeah. the story was what you told me was that we were <laughs> moving to Italy, you were retiring, you're giving up your entire business, you were just going to paint, <laughs> and you were done, done, done. Exactly. And, yeah. and I looked at you and I said, uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. The uh huh is great. <laughs> yes, you said that in one of our classes. Yeah, I remember that. I said, uh huh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> well, I had enough because of Corona and what Corona did to us in Germany. And um, so we were really, so I go backwards again. So uh, two years ago when the whole, the first big lockdown happened. So my husband and I went to Italy for a vacation in September for three weeks. We fall in love with this Lago Maggiore here. And then we had this kind of thinking <laughs> in our head and our hearts what about if we would retire so I have to say I'm just 55 now at that time I was 53 mm, my husband is a year and a half younger than me so it's a bit crazy to say that when you're in that age normally in Germany because the Germans normally stop working with 65 so 10 years later anyhow so we were here and having like this little thought in our mind and in our soul and it's really like a seed we have seeded because as we came back to Germany after our holidays I called an agent for uh, selling houses and he said to us, oh, I think this house, because it was like an old Baroque house, huge house. He said, oh, it takes probably two years to sell it on the market. Okay. It was sold in like three months and we had to hurry up to get out of the house because the people wanted to get in immediately to <laughs> change things. And we didn't even know where to go because it was another lockdown in Germany. We couldn't go to Italy to search for houses. So we had to see how we managed. Packed everything in boxes like crazy. Everything in, like I gave things away, uh, sold things, whatever. So we reduced everything. We knew we would have a smaller house. We didn't know how big the house was because we didn't have one yet. And we ended up in last June, finally going to Italy and searching for a house. And we were driving all over the north of Italy to almost the border of Rome. So we just checked everywhere houses. We always ended up at the Lago Maggiore again and again. So it was meant to be to come here. So so we find this tiny house here and we really fought in love and moved in. And um, end of August last year, we came to Cavandone, but we could only moved into our house in November. So it was a little bit of a, but almost a year we're in Italy now. So <laughs> we just cut everything in Germany and we're here. And yeah. you're the of Italy and people are following you to, to learn art, practice art. And I think what struck me about, has struck me about your whole story and knowing you is that you are somebody who lives your dreams. Yes, I always did. Because even the house in, in that town in Germany when we bought it, all my friends thought I'm totally nuts to going from a huge city, Hamburg, to that little town, uh, open up a big yoga studio with Ayurveda. No one would come, they said. No one. And it was like, I didn't even open yet. And they rang the door already. So, and it's the same here happening again. And it's just like, I don't know. I think, like I said before, when you really want it, 
or if you're really in love with something, if it touches your heart, your soul, then it does, it flies, the energy flies and everything else happens after that. I've teach that all my clients, I always told my clients, which I've coached, some have trusted it and really have changed a lot as well. Some didn't and nothing happened. So how it is sometimes. I have to say, it's true. You probably know that some yeah. clients coming to you again and again, and you're telling them again and again the same story too. And they're not doing it. And it's just like, it's it's so bitter sometimes to watch it. But I think once you trust this kind of energy, how do you say it? My English is sometimes not yeah. flow. I would yes. say energy flow. The energy flow. If you trust your heart, even when your brain is saying, no, it's not good. The numbers are not good. It's a small city, blah, blah, blah. I mean, imagine that little town I'm here now. So that's why I'm just like, when you said that with 120 people, I was like, wait, you have art students and it's only 120 people in the whole town? Like, wait, what? It's, that's so I, tell you, I tell you the funny thing is, it's this beautiful Chicolo. I mean, if you ever come here, we have to go and have food there. This food is just fantastic. I tell you, Italians can cook anyhow like crazy. But yeah. in that little, little thing here, my best friend, she just got married and had food here with all her friends. That thing is with the food. So everybody comes from everywhere because of this great food. And of course, it's like a meeting point. So this is the funny part. It's not the people only from this town. So they're coming from anywhere because the food is so great there. So they're coming there, have food, saw me painting. So they just joined, joined. And so that's how it just all happened, you know. And then one after another had questions. So let's say there was one lady who had breast cancer really bad. So we got into a chat and I told her about Ayurveda. I told her what to do. So <laughs> out of the painting, we just as well did like a therapy kind of thing. So it was just fantastic. So this makes yeah. so much sense because ultimately what it is, is that you are doing your passion and by doing mm-hmm. your passion, you're drawing people in and you're a natural healer. Yeah. So consequently, yeah. You are healing through your art and through the modalities that you studied over the years. And yeah. as much as you may want to retire, this is just who you <laughs> are. This is just who you are. <laughs> I guess I never retire. <laughs> never. And that's okay. And it's true. I it felt strange for me a couple of years ago to say I'm a healer. I wouldn't say I'm healing someone. I just show them the way to heal themselves. Yes, I agree. Simple steps, you know, so I I don't, I would never say I'm a healer that I heal someone, but I just show them how they can really heal themselves. A true healer shows you the way you don't, doesn't actually heal you. We can only heal ourselves. Yeah, isn't it true? I think that's the truth. And that's what happened to me. I mean, my own life story again and again is actually the story I'm teaching also to my clients, you know, so so you have to hear yourself. If you don't take care of yourself, who else should do it? You know, not the doctors. I mean, they just, they're like, um, how did someone said? They're not the lorry drivers. So the doctors are behind back seats. They give you some directions, yeah. but you have to drive your car. You know, you have to find your own direction and see where the way goes to. Yeah. And, and that is what I most respect about you is that you have found your own direction. You have driven your own car. You've forged your own path and others have, have followed you because they see the beautiful light in you. So I know that you are teaching locally, but you're also back online. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I actually thought uh, uh, when you invited me for this interview, I thought, oh, maybe I should do an online class now again. (laughs) 
Uh, so I thought, why not? You know, <laughs> and I can imagine two different things. Actually, I had like winter woman retreat two years ago was fantastic. During Corona, I had like um, a meeting every two or three weeks with my ladies and we did different things and it was fantastic just to um, give everybody positive energy. So something like that, I would love to do again this winter. But also I would like to do like either single classes, I mean like one-to-one or like group classes where we just started painting and loose up to say, because most of the people are saying to me, I cannot paint. I've never learned to paint. And of course, I was in school. I had the worst number as well in, in the paint class. But everybody can paint. It's just like brushing teeth. You can learn the technique and then you can paint. So everybody can do it. You yeah. just have to learn how. And it's so much fun. I love to paint. I, I don't think you know this about me, but I painted a... I have paintings in my house that I've painted. Uh, I saw the paintings from your videos, but I didn't know. Yes, 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 yes. Wow. Okay. And once a decade, no matter what, I paint something. (laughs) So So, maybe uh, you should do something more out of that. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) Here we go again. (laughs) Here we go again. Okay. So how can people follow you so they can come take your class your new classes online in this new version of your business and um, new iteration of you as you step into this happiness. Because what I have seen, what I have witnessed is this evolution of, oh my gosh, I have to do this to, oh my gosh, I don't want to do this anymore to, oh my gosh, I'm going to do for me to, oh, this is interesting. And I love that. So where can people find you? Okay, so you can find me, of course, through my website. It's www.sabine, little slash, Strutzken. Now, here we come. This German name is like, no one knows. And the Italians are going crazy with my name. I bet. So S-T-R-U-T-Z-K-E dot D-E, which is like Germany, like the short name, yeah. <laughs> and you probably put it underneath the podcast. I will. I will be. I will put the link right there, so nobody has to a say your last name or b <laughs> or b have to search anything right on it. And you're also on Instagram. You've got great, great art reels on Instagram that that people should check out. So yeah, um, go check go check out those. Yeah. <laughs> and um, thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your life dream. And thank you, Nick, because you've taught me the Instagram reel, you know, you've taught me how to do all this stuff and to put my website underneath my podcast because I have a podcast series where, so you've taught me all this, you know, you're a fantastic coach. So thank you for that. (laughs) I'm honored. I'm honored to teach one of the greats. So I appreciate you so much and um, see you soon. Thank you, Nick. (laughs) Thank you all so much for being here and Please give me a DM as to what is the moment of this particular podcast that you most re- most resonated for you. And be sure to leave us a review on iTunes as they really do count. They matter. They help other people find the podcast, which we want to spread the joy of living your dream. Thank you. And I'll see you next time. <laughs>